Hello, welcome to this new episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast for Wednesday, June 10th. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Happy Wednesday to you all. We're at the mid part of this week already. These weeks just keep flying and flying. We're almost into mid-June, for God's sakes. Before you know it, it'll be the 4th of July. Um, hope you all are doing well. We have some uh, good stuff to talk about on today's podcast. First off, um, I will not be posting episode tomorrow. Uh, there will be an episode, like I said yesterday, that will be going out across the Hulk Network on every show. If it's a football show, baseball, basketball, hockey, or college football, you know, no matter the sport, um, this show will be going on all the podcasts. And um, it's a roundtable. It's a Black Lives Matter roundtable. A locked-on host discuss life as a black man in America. We got the guy from uh, Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars. John Hickman from Locked On Texans, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, Keith Pompey from Locked On 76ers, Cody Davis from Locked On Texans, and your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. It's a very, very special episode. I was able to actually listen to it earlier today. Um, the, the stories they tell, it's it's damn good. It's powerful. Um, it's an incredible episode. I'm really, really excited for you guys to listen to this tomorrow. You know, let me know. Your thoughts, you know, tweet me at Hunter Hodes or just, you know, tweet at any one of the hosts uh, that were on the roundtable to tell them uh, your thoughts as well. Because, I, I mean, I think it's magnificent and I'm just really, really excited to post this tomorrow. There will not be any ad locators on the show, so that you don't have to skip through ads or anything. You can just, just a straight discussion about, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests going on and just a roundtable with um, these eight uh, amazing hosts on the network. But just wanted to get that out of the way, let you guys know what's coming tomorrow. We'll have another episode coming on Friday, just be a regular Locked On Penguins episode. But um, we did have some good news today. The Penguins were back skating today, got some really good looks at some of the players. Uh, Jake Gensel was back on the ice, and uh, wow, did he uh, grow his hair out. Uh, his hair looks like it's just as long as mine is, except, you know, his color is his hair color is really different from mine. It's like a blonde, curly blonde. Mine's brown, and it's curly. So, um, yeah, Jake really let his hair grow. I'm, I'm assuming he's probably going to let that really, really grow into the playoffs. Um, he did speak to the media today. We'll have those quotes for you um, right now. I think the first big quote that he did have to say, you know, he, he started his media session with a just an outstanding quote, you know, about the death of George Floyd uh, and just what's going on around the country. He basically said, watching the death of George Floyd was pretty disturbing for me personally. It was even more disheartening knowing it was pretty close to home for me. I just want to say my heart aches with that. I'm ashamed that racism still exists to this day. My eyes have definitely been opened. I'm definitely committed to educating myself and making a difference out there. Um, Jake Gensel, um, that's absolutely outstanding. You know, what a statement, you know, he's absolutely correct. You know, we, I mean, I think we should honestly all follow this advice. And I mean, uh, apparently from what I read, you know, this wasn't a question asked about to get to Gensel during this media availability. You know, he just actually opened his media availability with this statement, which just goes to show how awesome Jake Gensel is, how, um, how much this means to him. Like he said, is, you know, it really hits close to home because, you know, he's from Minnesota. So, you know, it just, it sounded really, really sincere. It was a hell of a statement. And um, I'm just, I'm so happy that he was able to just start off his media availability with that. And it wasn't just a question that some um, a media member asked him. Just what a statement. Um, otherwise, just Gensel. He had something really, really interesting to say 
Um, he says he hopes to be ready if the season restarts. He, the quote was, "I'm getting better every day." Uh, Jake, I'm pretty sure you'll mostly, you'll probably be ready. I'm not, I think the timeline was what four to six months for him. Six months will be June 30th, so that's 20 days from now, June 10th, so about three weeks away. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. You know that the little hope to play. You know that's just him. You know being coy about it, make just I guess making sure. But you know he'll be 100 percent ready. Um, apparently he also said the shoulder injury was pretty significant, but, um, he would not specify exactly what it was. I mean, you know, do the penguins ever really do that with a lot of their injuries? No, they mostly only really do that if it's like a concussion or if it's like something like a torn ACL or something. The, the penguins will always say, oh yeah, you know, upper body injury, you know, lower body injury. They, they never release this, uh, specifics, excuse me, as some of the other teams do. I hope at some point um, they do though, but he also said, you know, he's been skating, for the last three weeks now. So absolutely outstanding news. You know, the prodigal son has returned for Jake Gensel. Um, I saw the clips today where he was practicing with some of the other players. I know Sidney Crosby was out there, you know, looked like he was, looked like he shaved his beard. So it looks like it's uh, back to square one for Sidney Crosby. Evgeny Malkin, I think, was also on the ice. Brian Rust was out there. Brian Dumoulin. I think I saw Zach Aston Reese as well. Um, um, noted great player Jack Johnson was also out there. And I think the goaltender was Casey DeSmith. I did not see Matt Murray, but um, he also could be potentially skating um, tomorrow. I think these uh, videos came out from yesterday, I think, was when that skate was. But I'm sure those players skated today, too. But from what I saw, you know, uh, they were firing the puck pretty good, especially Jake Ensel. Uh, wow, you know, that shoulder looks it looks pretty good. It looked like he was winding up his full-speed slap shot, his full-speed wrist shot. Um, he, he looked like he was 100% out there from the video that I watched. But, you know. That's just me speaking, so you know I, I could be also dead wrong on that. Um, one more other thing on Jake Ensel. Apparently, he said immediately after he got injured, he basically said, you know, I knew something wasn't good. I mean, you know, as a player, you know, that plays any sport, you know, when you get injured like that, um, yeah, it, you basically know, like, oh shit, you know, my season is probably over if it hurts this freaking bad. And it sounds like you know he probably knew that the rest of his regular season was over. But I'm just really, really happy that we can get Jake Bensel back for this playoff run. If it does indeed happen, just makes the Penguins top six just that much more disgusting. And, you know, he also really, really just helps their power play. Um, We all know the Penguins power play was just not really good this season, kind of middle in the pack. We all know the Penguins power play is used to being in the top 10. Hell, they're used to being in the top three to top five. Heck, even some years they were the best power play in hockey. I mean, in other words, you know, it, we're used to it being a really, really good unit. It was not really good this season, you know. Um, but And a lot of that is because Gensel was hurt. People, I think, undervalue just how good Gensel is on that man advantage. We all know how good Patrick Hornquist is in front of the net. But honestly, Jake Gensel does a really, really good job at it too. And Jake Gensel has better hands than Patrick Hornquist. I'm not trying to say that Gensel is a better net front presence than Hornquist, but I would rather have his hands there in front of the net compared to Hornquist, who, you know, his finishing ability has kind of just gone down a little bit ever since um, his he's had his injuries. I know he had his rejuvenation this season, but I would rather have Gensel at that spot than Hornquist, I will say that. So he really, really is going to help that unit um, when he does come back. Really, really exciting. You know, I think some people are probably going to Maybe take a shot for Gensel finally coming back, you know, seeing him on the ice. Um, well, maybe, you know, I might be exaggerating a bit, but that would be really, really funny if um, some people did take a couple shots uh, for Jake Gensel coming back. Um, it's just, you know, really, really exciting times to see that, you know, when 
We really didn't think we were going to see him for the rest of the season, and now we definitely have the chance to see them to see him, excuse me, if the season does resume, and we'll see him next season as well when he'll be um, 100% healthy for the team. But with that said, let's talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business that serves auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is also unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. You can write locked on in all caps in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. The amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, and that's rockauto.com. All right, so before we get to the fan favorite um, part of this podcast, we do have a little bit of Penguins history that happened on today, June 10th. Not too much because we all know what happened on June 11th and June 12th. Those were the big days in Penguins history. Um, In 1966, Les Binkley became the first Penguins player to sign a contract with the team. So pog in the chat for that. And in 2004, former Penguin Paul Coffey and Larry Murphy were named to the uh, Pro Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2004. So love to see that. Paul Coffey, you know, one of the greatest defensemen to ever play in the league. Also my mother's favorite player. She will never, ever, ever get enough of, enough of him, especially after meeting him or taking him, bribing my uncle to go um, take her to meet him. That's just, that will always be her favorite Penguin. But with that said, um, it is time to get to our fan favorite of the week as it starts to pour here in Northern Virginia. There have been a lot of thunderstorms that have come through today, so I apologize if there is a little bit of noise as it also just thundered. So yeah, I mean, there's just been storms coming through um, a lot today. It really kind of started around 5.30, 6 o'clock. It's just continued. Um, you know, that's what happens when it's humid outside, when it's 90, 95 degrees. kind of feels like 100. You know, welcome to summer we- uh, weather in Northern Virginia where it can change drastically. This 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 part of the country always has the weirdest freaking weather. I swear to God, but okay, before I get really, really off track, let's just get to our fan favorite. Um, today, it was Alan T. Yoder. Um, thank you so much for sending in uh, some of your favorite moments as a Penguins fan. Um, he also has sent in mailbag questions. Um, Alan, I really appreciate you listening to the podcast, as I appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. So, um, one of his first memories, you know, January 4th of 2018, it was a 4 nothing loss to Carolina, he said, but he said he got to sit by the glass for his 21st birthday. He got a whole new perspective and appreciation for the sport. Um, Alan, that is truly awesome. I wish I, I I gotten to sit by the glass one time. I think it was actually when I was around nine years old. Um, I think it was for a Capitals game. Yeah, I know, pretty pretty gross, right? This was really I, I wasn't as uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. I mean, I was I was a Penguins fan, but I wasn't uh, um, the biggest diehard that I should have been at that point. Um, I think my dad got free tickets from someone, and he just decided to take me since he knew I liked the sport. I think the Caps also lost that game. I think they played the Tampa Bay Lightning, if I'm not mistaken. But still, sitting right by the glass, I was able to bang on the glass like a complete idiot. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, sitting glass seats are fun. I, I've only done it one time, um, but I do agree. You know, the, uh, just the whole new perspective and appreciation of the sport. It just looks a lot different when you're just that much closer. Um, and I'm glad you got to do that, even though the team lost. Um, his second uh, favorite one, December 30th, 2019 versus Ottawa. 
in February 18th, 2020 versus Toronto when the Penguins took first in the Metro. Um, uh, funny thing, Alan, I was there for the December 30th game versus Ottawa. Of course, that was when Jake Gensel got hurt. So bad luck for both of us on that one. But he says those were his uh, two favorite games that he's attended. Loud, a lot of goals, free Big Macs, thanks to Brian Russ. Physical games, just awesome environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that Ottawa game was really fun because the Penguins just took it to them, even though Jake got hurt. And I think, of course, it was right after the goal and the arena kind of like they were celebrating, but like the arena just went silent, I would say. But, you know, also, you know, the February 18th game versus Toronto, I think that was what, a 5 2, 5 3 final? Yeah. Um, the Penguins, they were blitzing Toronto right out of the gate. Then Toronto kind of had some pushback. The Penguins really didn't look as good as they did. Um, in that first period and a half, I would say, but still, um, that's awesome that you got to go to that game. Like you said, free Big Macs. That's always nice. Thanks to Brian Russ. We all know how good Brian Russell is this season. Just absolutely spectacular. His third memory round one game two versus Philadelphia in 2018, despite the loss, um, the playoff atmosphere was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just hearing it on TV, hearing how wild PPG paints arena was getting during that run. Um, I, I wish I was able to go to PPG Paints Arena for a playoff game. Um, I was supposed to go uh, in 2013 versus Boston in Game 5, but we all know the Penguins got swept out of the playoffs that season. We absolutely hated to see it. But I really, really have liked how the... What's the word I'm looking for here? I guess the playoff atmosphere has really grown at PPG Paints Arena since um, it took over for Melon Arena. Because remember those early years, you know, just the crowd wasn't as nearly into it as it seemed. It didn't even sound like Melon Arena. It, 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 the crowd was always, it just, it seemed like the crowd was just so quiet. And I don't know what it was, but, you know, when 2015 16 happened and then 2016 17 happened and then 2017 18, of course, you know, with the Penguins losing in the second round of the Capitals, you know. The, the arena, that's when it really just started to sound like Melon Arena for me, you know, with the whiteouts that they had there. And, you know, it took a little while, but, you know, we were able to get back to a little bit um, of Melon Arena. And then, of course, his fourth biggest memory, you know, the 2009, 2016, and 2017 Stanley Cups. He's just basically said, hard to choose just one moment. So, um, Alan, thank you so much for sharing those moments. Um, I'm glad you got to go to those games. I'm glad you've also got to see those championships along with me and everyone else who listens to this podcast and hell, every Penguin fan in the world, I, I honestly should say. But again, Alan, thank you so much for sending in those favorite moments. Um, if you guys would like to send uh, some of your favorite moments, you know, tweet me at Hunter Hody, send me a DM um, through my regular Twitter account or the Locked On Penguins Twitter account at LO underscore Penguins, and we'll put those moments on the show. Or, you know, you can just respond to the tweet at LO underscore Penguins from this morning where I basically asked for some of your guys's favorite moments. I'll also t uh, tweet that on my regular account as well when this episode is posted. So, um, Alan, like I said, again, really, really appreciate that. That was awesome to hear some of your favorite moments from as long as you've been a Penguins fan. But, you know, let's also talk about Built Bar, they're tasty protein bars that taste like a candy bar. You can get 16 amazing flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Favorite flavor is still, um, well, one of them is still the mint brownie. You get 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Um, we still have that offer. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so for this last little segment of this episode, I figured we would go through the amazing and wonderful Josh Yoey's mailbag for The Athletic that where he wrote a shit ton 
of words just, you know, to answering a lot of uh, questions for his mailbag. Just wanted to touch on some interesting things that I saw out of it. Um, one of these, uh, one of the interesting questions uh, someone asked was, are there any prospects who can make the playoff roster and possibly debut in the playoffs? I mean, when I first read that question, I was like, wait, that, that's actually getting into because I really don't think that any of the Penguins prospects would um, be playing in. But, you know, Josh basically said, you know, anything is possible, but I really wouldn't bet on it. We'll see how rosters are going to unfold in regards to how players are allowed who can be signed. But the Penguins are already a really deep team already, so I wouldn't expect that. So, yeah, you know, that's that's what I figured. You know, the, the Penguins forwards are so deep that you know what defensemen are going to be in. You know the two goalies that are going to be in. Um, maybe they could be the prospects could be extras, but I really wouldn't expect any prospects to make their debut um, during the Stanley Cup playoffs, such as, you know, Kale McCarr doing that. Um, for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, let's see here. Where was the other one um, that I thought was interesting? Oh, here it is. Someone asked about what the Penguins are going to do about the goaltender situation after this season. You know, Josh basically said, you know, he spoke to Jim Rutherford about this numerous times. You know, his sense that, you know, one of the Penguins goaltenders will be traded, and he thinks it's going to be Matt Murray is the one to go. Um, here's what I will say about um, this situation. You know, the Penguins are going to have to tread very, very carefully here with this goaltending situation. You know, I do agree with Josh as well. I think that one of them will probably be traded after this season. I don't think the Penguins are going to be able to afford um, both of them, the, 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 the money that they're going to command, especially Matt Murray. He's probably going to ask for like $6 million per season, which he really shouldn't get. And Tristan Jari is going to command a hefty raise as well after some of the numbers he put up in the early portions of the season before his numbers came back down a little bit. But the reality is this, you know, if Matt Murray goes on a massive tear in the playoffs, which, you know, he could, you know, he could go back to that 2015-16, 2016-17 run where he's just a monster, um, I think they would keep him. But, you know, of course, it would probably have to be a short-term contract. You do not pay goaltenders long-term. That is one of the biggest mistakes you could make. It has to be a long-term deal so you have a chance to get out of it. But, if, say, Matt Murray starts in Game 1, which he will, I think some people are kind of kidding themselves if they think Tristan Jari is going to start Game 1. It's going to be Matt Murray. And if I'm wrong, you know what? It won't be the first time I'm wrong. It won't be the last time I'm wrong. But Matt Murray starts Game 1, and he struggles. And Tristan Jari comes in and shits on everyone he plays. Uh, it's going to be Tristan Jari that gets the contract, and it's going to be Matt Murray that gets moved. Um, there could also be other situations. You know, what if Matt Murray is just average in the playoffs? Um, don't really know in that situation. But, you know, like I said, the Penguins are going to have to tread very, very carefully with this. Um, you know, like I've said, you know, you, you can't pay a goaltender long term. Can't give them that much money. You know, I, I know the comparisons people have said, you know, they're like the running back to the NFL. You don't want to pay a running back so much money. Um, you know, I, I see the comparison. It holds true with the goaltending. You know, it, you can replace it pretty easily, just like you can a running back. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, you guys are probably a lot of Steelers fans. We all know what happened with Le'Veon Bell. He leaves, he goes to the Jets where he doesn't do as good in his first season. James Conner um, did really, really well in his first season without Le'Veon Bell. We all know he's had injury problems a couple times, but still, Conner is the real deal, I think, when um, he's healthy. But um, also to defer to Chris Carter with that from Locked On Steelers, please go check out that outstanding podcast that he has. He also was asked who his two biggest sleeper teams were. Um, he had the Rangers uh, as a sleeper team. You know, they're, they're, they're an interesting one for me. Um, I think the Rangers, their biggest thing is what are they going to do with their goaltending? Um, are you going to start Igor? Are you going to start uh, Georgiev? Or are you going to go with the veteran and start um, old Henrik Lundqvist, who is just not nearly as good as he used to be? I mean, he's still 
good. But, you know, I think the Rangers are better than what people give them credit for. I think Artemi Panarin had a Hart Trophy caliber season. It would not surprise me if he is a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Hell, it would not surprise me if Artemi Panarin wins the Hart Trophy. I'm seeing a lot of love for Panarin for it. I agree. Though I think, me personally, my ballot would honestly go um, Nathan McKinnon, Artemi Panarin, and um, honestly, Connor McDavid. Uh, that, that that's my top three you know you want to fight me on that please 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 tell me what you think what's your guys's top three just tell me but uh yeah that, that's my top three right there um his other sleeper team apparently columbus eh, i'm not really too sure about Columbus. if i had honestly had a sleeper team i don't really know if this classifies as a sleeper team i think the dallas stars um i know they're, they're a good team but i really think they can make some noise i um, remember i mean they were a goal away from knocking out the St. Louis Blues in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Um, I, remember, I think it was they, I think the, the Stars had a wraparound in that Game Seven. Uh, it was Game Six or Game Seven where it just missed going in. The Blues were like an inch away from being eliminated and not winning that Stanley Cup. But you know, you need a little bit of luck on your side, and the Stars did not get the luck that season. But I really think the Stars can make some noise. Tyler Sagan is just absolutely incredible. We all know how good Jamie Benn is. Uh, maybe not so good at going down. And, okay, there's my Jamie Benn joke uh, for the day. Um, Alexander Radulov is still awesome. John Klin- John Klingberg, one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, he- Heiskanen is just absolutely incredible. Ben Bishop, one of the best goaltenders in hockey. He's When he's on, there are not many goaltenders that are better than him. Um, I think Roddick Foxa. I know Roddick Foxa is not as good as he used to be, but still, he's not bad either. Steven Johns, of course, coming off injury. I really like him as well. You have Joe Pavelski down there. Um, I think that Stars team, Stars team can really, really make some noise. It would not surprise me if the Stars go um, pretty far in the playoffs. If they do happen, those would be a couple of my sleeper teams. Oh, well, that's one of my sleeper teams. Um, in the East, okay, let's just think of one here. Um, I'm honestly just so tempted to say the Penguins because I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. But, you know, I- I'll be curious to see what the Panthers can do. I think people are sleeping on them a little bit. Um, we all know how good Trocek is. Huberto, Barkov is outstanding. You know, the, their biggest things, though, is how does Sergei Bobrovsky play? Um, does he uh, turn back into a pumpkin like he usually does in the playoffs, or does he turn into God for a series and helps the Panthers get into the round of 16? Um, I think, and you'll always remember Joel Quenville is their coach. He's one of the best coaches in hockey, one of the best playoff coaches. Um, I'd be curious to see how the Panthers do. Uh, so one more question from the mailbag before we'll call it. Um, someone asked, who's the best Penguins bromance you've covered? And he said it was Hornquist and Carl Hagelin. Apparently, I did not know this uh, either. Hornquist cried when Hagelin was traded. Uh, so, yeah, that just goes to show how much that was a bromance. Yeah, definitely not one of Jim Rutherford's finest hours when he decided to trade Carl Hagelin. Um, you know, Josh even says in his answer, you know, how much um, loved Carl Hagelin was in that locker room. So seeing... Well, the team seeing that Jim Rutherford trade him, you know, that definitely stung a lot of the players. And, of course, including Patrick Hornquist, who um, was his best friend. You know, he also went on to say Malkin and Kessel were pretty tight, you know, up until, of course, last year where we had those articles come out. Flurry and Murray, Flurry Latang, Flurry Crosby, you know, just, you know, Marc-Andre Flurry with any teammate, I guess, is just very, very tight considering how great he was in the locker room as well. But um, I think that will do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins. I really appreciate you guys. Um, listening to this episode, um, please listen to the episode that's coming tomorrow across the network with the Black Lives Matter Roundtable. It is absolutely outstanding. Really hope you guys get something out of it. And um, I will be back with that episode on Friday to finish off this week as, wow, it is just really pouring now. And I'm just, yeah, I'm ready to stop recording. So 
uh, yeah, we'll be back on Friday on June 12th. We'll talk about some of the Stanley Cup uh, memories from that day for me, and maybe we'll have a couple people on to uh, talk about what they did on June 12th, 2009, and perhaps 2016. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all then.